thought it was super interesting. Good morning, brother. Good morning. We are hot. The mic is hot. We can talk now. Um, everything. So we're going to talk about Gladiator today. Forgot my notebook. Dang it. It's upstairs. Okay. But, uh, we'll just delete this episode like the last few. <laughs> it's such a dumb joke. The, the more times we say it, the dumber it gets. Uh, but it's maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I was we thinking, though. you know what I was thinking would be a good little segment we could have for the movies is mm-hmm. one word descriptions. Like a, right. a no yeah. BS movie review where it's basically maybe like three words. And then, yeah. uh, you know, and that's, you're going to need more than one word for it to not be a, a, a useless review, I think. But that's it's a fun. It's a fun, fun exercise. Action. Exactly. Yeah. The good mental exercise. Mm. All right. What do you want to talk first? You want to talk movie or do you want to talk uh, podcast? I I think we I think we we both watched Lex Friedman interview Mr. Beast. My camera's doing Mm -hmm. something funny. I found that to be fascinating, which is weird because I don't do social media about yourself. Yeah, I I found it fascinating. Just because of, um, well, I mean, I had heard a little bit of Mr. Beast's philosophy just from other YouTube clips and stuff. Yeah. But I did. I didn't realize the scale of his team and how, like, even though he's working in these ridiculous conditions with very crazy premises, a uh, guy who's just internet famous starting a big old business. He sounded pretty reasonable with and logical with how he handled everything. Just hire the right people. I don't know. I just uh, tend to expect floundering from famous people, uh, like famous YouTubers trying to make other stuff. Yeah. Just in general, like, hey, can you? Do you think you could do that? But it this makes sense that they'd be able to. Just uh, with the help they they needed, was, and you know, I wasn't too surprised. Is all is all I'm saying. It was just neat, neat to see. Yeah, I I was shocked. I, here's what's crazy. This is how little I social media, or maybe how much I, I'm in a specific vein uh, on social media because I use YouTube. I watch Colin Furs, the guy who has built a. A bunker in his backyard and a tunnel I've and seen all that. that. Yeah, he's amazing, but he also makes tools and all this stuff. And I, re- I really like him. He, his candor is just so easy to pick up, you know. Mm-hmm. So I watch him. Sometimes I'll watch uh, debates, you know. Um, sometimes I'll watch little news things, and then I watch a couple little video game guys of games that I don't even play, but they're just so smart, and the way they play these strategy games is very clever. So I'm in, I'm in a niche. And I'm probably not, I don't know, what for whatever reason, Mr. Beast never showed up on my feed. Like, I've never seen that. Maybe it's because I've been YouTubing since YouTube came out for so long. And so the algorithm for me is, like, really deep. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I didn't even know he existed until I listened to this podcast. That's how clueless I am to what's going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, I'm when it comes to YouTube, there's some crazy statistic 
like a year of uh, videos gets uploaded a day or something like that. Wow, uh, there's like 365 days worth of hours worth of minutes. It's probably not every day. I think it's mm. maybe a billion hours every day or I, I don't know. We but there's just up. so much comparatively. And, there, and there's different for every language that is is spoken. There's a pretty large uh, ecosystem of YouTube videos. So even though I've spent time on YouTube and I've seen quite a few videos, I still know maybe, I think it's less than 1% of everything that happens on there. That's how oh, it feels sometimes. Because I discover stuff every day that is a 50 million people uh group you know what i'm saying well i mean just doing some quick math even if a month's worth of videos was uploaded every day you're and you watch for two hours in a day you're behind even if you watched for a full 24 hours straight you're behind yeah that's that's the statistic i know is that if you wanted to try and watch all of the content on youtube it would take you uh many many lifetimes that i know is true i'm, I'm looking this up right now how many hours of footage is uploaded to YouTube every day. So yeah, there's a an Oberlo uh or Oberlo article. Uh I don't know. Oh my gosh. Two hundred and seventy one thousand hours is um the first thing that Google shows uploaded every day. They would know. I mean it's their product, right? How many hours did you say? Uh, Two hundred and seventy one thousand three hundred and thirty. Well some website called with like Divided by 24 hours. Way too many. Divided by 365. That's 30 years worth of material in a day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this isn't um, from inside YouTube. This is an outside party, but that's still... You see what I mean, right? That's so much. That's insane. I mean, you know, a lot of it's trash, apparently, which was part of Mr. Beast's point, was that, you know, his understanding of the algorithm and how to push material forward and what people wanted. I mean, he's just using the analytics to say, well, this is what people want. So that's what I'm going to give them. And then not being crude or whatever, like also carving out a style, a particular style, which is why he said, you could try to do what I do, but you'll never be able to do it better than me. Yeah. That's, I, I felt like not knowing him and just knowing that he was the CEO of this personality, which is actually a company. I was impressed. I was like, wow, this dude's 24. It came out sometime during the interview. And I just was, he, I was kind yeah. of shocked that he I didn't know he was that the, young either. The maturity, uh, I, I don't know. That was my first impression. And I, again, I had no previous insight on the fellow. So, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I think his focus helped him so much to uh, be so mature, I guess. I mean, and by definition, he's a pretty young guy, but he's laser focused. He's on making the best video. He said that a bunch of times, Multiple and he times. said in the interview, "I'm so tired of saying this. Don't can't you guys figure out already? <laughs> what I want to do is make the best video." And, uh, I, uh, yeah, I thought that was really good. And what was interesting is that whatever he's used for YouTube to understand how to produce a product for people has taken him at scale in other industries. 
which is weird. Mm -hmm. So whatever his business model was for just making YouTube videos was scalable to multiple entities. I mean, he's getting yeah. over... The Super Bowl was watched by like 90 million people last year. Yeah. This dude's getting more views on his goofy YouTube videos. But they're yeah, not yeah. goofy. I mean, they're crazy. And they're, they're serious productions nowadays. And also... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, you say his business model. Well, what he, what he flaunts and what is impressive and what nobody did before him is he took all his revenue from YouTube and put it right back into the next video. That was his plan, and yeah. that was how he made um, more... So that's how he grew so exponentially is, is by, by having the best funded video fund the next one. It was uh, a, a powerful cycle. And then I don't know actually exactly how you can bring that to a chocolate company or a burger store. But because of his popularity, like he said, he couldn't promote his chocolate without because if he promoted it, nobody could get it because they'd be like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I forgot about that. Buy it off the shelves. And then people will get mad because they couldn't find it. I thought that was insane. What, an, what a crazy position to be in that demand is like way off the charts it's just i never heard anything like that before so yeah that's nuts to me that he has to be careful about selling his product in particular locations because if he can't get it everywhere at once that could be upsetting to people like if if he could push a chocolate bar like you said in south america north america but it can't reach his Asian audience and his European audience. It could be upsetting. I was like, man, that's just that's a, the reach that you have. And then the accountability yeah. you have to take for your words and your actions is just, man, that's nuts. I mean, just think about tweeting to a thousand people. Maybe that's where you're at or something. I don't know. I have like a thousand people that I'm linked to on LinkedIn or something, right? We're nobodies. I, I don't exist. But this dude's... We're hitting hundreds of millions of people. That is a responsibility that is frightening at some level, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. It better not ever be about the focus. money. Yeah. Like it, he said. It definitely, definitely isn't. People have accused him of that and be like, this is fake. He's not really giving away this or whatever. Yeah. But, uh... It, I mean, it's about the money and the fact that you need money to make the best video possible. It, yeah. It's, uh, he's super clear about that. It's almost crazy. He's like a character of, of himself. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's, it's amazing that he's that focused on making the best video. Yeah. It was impressive. Very impressive. So one of the things that I wanted to, I was and I was hoping you picked it up, was he started talking about how, how basically whatever you start doing, so YouTube, for example, he said your videos at first will get no views, which is totally true, right? And that's the whole point of this exercise. Like what we're doing, I don't envision ever, anyone ever listening to this. But what it does is it helps us just practice how to have a conversation over the mic, how to get the filming going, how to get the recording going. And his thing was every episode just improve one thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's our, that should be like an, that's an admirable goal and a very achievable thing to just yeah, change I one think this tiny episode, thing. 
we improve actually uploading it by having a file size that our RSS feed can handle. We did it! We did it! Yeah! We're one step away from being Mr. Beast, baby! Uh, we never want to be him. It's exactly what he said, right? You'll never beat me at my own game. Oh, you gotta yeah. find your own game. Yeah. And we'd have to move to North Carolina. I don't even know what's out there. I don't want to. Hurricanes? Although, oh, yeah. I'm sitting in it right now, man. Out here in California, it's nuts. Uh, oh yeah, there. I saw there was like flooding and stuff. Yeah, it's bananas. I've never seen anything like it. This is the most rain I think. It's like Seattle level rain, Portland level rain. Yeah. Well, that's good. You guys decided that you had enough of the drought at least. Yeah, we get some rain in here. No more to the drought. That's right. Oh look, I just made a bunch of cash. Congratulations. Uh, I don't remember a time when there wasn't a drought in California. That's a good point. It's uh, a good point. And, you know, people, they, they, they see that and they get that straight line thinking, which I think is something we talked about in the past. So they make assumptions. Like, first thing they assume, population is always going to grow. Second thing that they assume is that our sources of water will never change. They make a bunch of straight line thinking ideas like that. It's the same with global warming. Not to say that it doesn't exist or climate change doesn't exist and that the emission of carbons, all that stuff has some effect. I, you have to agree that it does. But straight line thinking. People will always build houses on the beach. Maybe we don't do that anymore if hurricanes are going to get more violent. Uh, oh, yeah. Sources of energy will not change or these are our only viable sources of energy. And then boom, fusion pops up. Um, you know, it's just like straight line thinking can lock you into, there's no way to solve this problem, which is another thing that Mr. Beast talked about, which was like, bring me any idea and then tell me the problems and then tell me your solutions for those problems and then tell me, and then I'll, yeah, yeah. double check anyway. Yeah. And then, and then we'll talk about it because I want to hear the problems. I might be able to solve the problem. We might be able to solve the problem. And in his example, yeah, I, was buying I thought the that was neat because I, um, I, my math classmates, uh, I can tell are frustrated because I didn't expect that I would see myself at Mr. Beast at all, but I do do that. And mostly just in math. But if somebody says that I did something wrong, I'll do it like three or four more times. And every like, maybe once every three months, uh, I was right and they were wrong. But my classmates are like, dude, can you, can you relax? You want to try right? a, a different solution each time or a different way of solving Just, the problem? I know that I, uh, my, our math class is pretty, um, it's, it's, it's like a big old, the Senate, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you know, the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. They got the Senate where everybody's yelling. That's what our math class is like. Because we, this is the first time that all of us aren't ahead in some way because it's the last step rung on the math ladder at my uh, school. Yeah, so it's like now you're just, who's king of the hill? We're, tr we're trying to grasp these complicated subjects and uh. we're not always doing so hot. Like what? <laughs> is a vector really for all year me and my classmates have been asking well maybe not all of them some of them get it but uh dude, what on earth is a vector honestly 
can you do an impression of Natalie Portman calling for a, a vote of no confidence at the Senate? Is that, can you do? <laughs> if I had just seen the prequels, maybe. <laughs> but I don't remember how she talks at all. Does she? I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. She's like a high-pitched, effeminate voice, you know? I thought, but I actually, wait, no, confident. in the, and in she the was first like a one, robot, wasn't she? Yeah, uh, she, when she's dressed in her, when she's got yeah. like the red dots she's and got the white the, face and the thingies and the thingies, I and she actually talks with a deep voice. Yeah, I move for a vote of no confidence. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. I'm glad we watched Mr. Beast, and I, I like mixing it up. I'm glad we brought in another. Thing, yeah, that you know? was fun. I love those Lex Friedman podcasts. That guy has changed my life. I just started listening to him maybe a month or two ago. And just his ability to interview someone and not not be holding like a certain position while he's interviewing them is is the best. It's yeah, so good. he's just a curious guy. That's yeah. what he mentioned when Mr. Beast was like talking about who's your audience. And he said people who like to learn because that's, yeah. that's clearly what he is. And he, they talked about how he shadowed him all day and was just interested in his process. He yeah. just seems interested in the processes of others, which is a perfect skill for an interviewer that's trying to share yeah. processes of people with the world yes. so that we can all learn how to do stuff. Yeah, I, I think it's fascinating to watch someone talk to another person for two, three, four hours about areas where that other person is an expert. The person who's being interviewed is an expert in that field. And you're not just getting a soundbite like what we get on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, but same, right? 60 second mm -hmm. video. You're getting right. a full explanation with defense and probing questions and, you know, steel man that case and steel man the opposite it's argument. And yeah, yeah, it's so good, man. I just, I like it. It's really endearing. So maybe this, this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Mr. Friedman. <laughs> the work just, yeah. No. <laughs> He'll pay us later. It'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> there's a podcast called uh, The Worst Idea of All Time. It's Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat. They're two New Zealand uh, podcasters. They are hilarious. Uh, and they started this thing many years ago where they watched Grown Ups 2 week by week, once a week for an entire year. 52 times they watched that terrible movie. Oh, and geez. yeah, I mean, that the, there's no coming back from that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. a soldier who's lost his legs. That's how bad that is. There's a piece of those dudes' brains or hearts that's missing now because this. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's no VA hospital that could take care of this. <laughs> we can't afford the psychological repair needed. Anyhow, during the course of the show, Arnold Schwarzenegger's kid is in that movie. His name's Patrick Schwartz. They called him Patty Schwartz. They even had a segment called Patty Schwartz Party Time, which is pretty awesome. They sung an entry song, and it was good. Patty Schwartz... Uh, was promoting a company called, it was like a pizza company, Blaze Pizza. That's what it was. Wait, uh, this is an actual 
real life thing. Yeah. I've been to Blaze Pizza. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. So he was okay. sponsoring Blaze Pizza and they were doing this segment at the same time. And so they started bringing up Blaze Pizza all the time. And then it became, but they didn't have a sponsorship. So they're like, don't worry. We're, <laughs> we're going to try to just, we're just going to promote them now and then hope that at some point, They'll start sponsoring us. So they started a hashtag called hashtag pay the boys. Uh, boys spelled B-O-I-Z, of course. So if you ever look that up, you'll see all these things about Blaze Pizza. And I think that's the same thing. Someday Lex Friedman will pay us for telling him how great he is. Anyhow. Maybe. Uh, right. Should I duck out and grab my notes? Uh, let's just talk about it on the fly. I've seen... So the movie we're talking about is Gladiator. Two idiots who don't know anything about film talking about film. Um, I don't know, what are your ba -ba -bum 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 -bum. That's hey. the theme music for this segment, I guess. Alright. I like this movie. I think it's just a, just a lot of fun. And the guy... Oh, I'll never remember this, this guy's name until I do. The guy from Guardians of the Galaxy who's got the cyborg and he goes star lord who you know that guy he's in this movie he's the um yeah the gladiator's friend i don't know why but i thought he died in real um, life and i no 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 in this oh, movie in i this thought movie. i thought he died uh and i was so pleasantly surprised to see that he survived because he's <laughs> my favorite character he's just a, just a happy camper he's like yeah i'm a gladiator hey how are you doing How's your shoulder? We can fix it. Yeah. And he's a Don't touch. buff dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he's jacked. Everybody in this movie is jacked. I don't know. That's one of the most appealing things to me about the idea of being an actor. Is that you have to oh, be they, in they certain pay. shape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're like, all right, we're going to pay for a trainer. And we need you to put on 50 pounds. And you're like, well, I'm doing it for a role. You know? <laughs> Or yeah, yeah. or getting jacked, which is a lot harder. That's why I'm not. Uh, Gladiator 2000, director, of course, Ridley Scott. Freaking brilliant. Uh, did we talk about this last time? Was Ridley Scott on day one of filming? Yes, we talked about this. Was that Battlefield? Okay. And that just yeah. struck me. It's so cool, man. Yeah. Um, Dreamworks. What are other... I know there's some out there like director actor combos that are that are very very um, talked about with. Well, I, I think Ridley of, Scott has also worked with uh, Sigourney Weaver, right? Mm-hmm. So is who who else? I'm trying to think because I know they're they're out there. Oh, there's this, tons of them. Uh, Leo and um, Christopher. Well, oh, Christopher Nolan and um, uh, hello, Batman. Who, what's his face? <laughs> Kane. I'm Alfred. Yeah, what? Mr. Kane. Ah, uh, uh, Michael Kane. Yeah. Michael Kane. My Michael. Kane. That's a pretty good impression. Well Thank done. You. you know what I watched? Um, impression I watched on loop this week was. Uh, Bill Hader doing an impression of John Malkovich on SNL. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. think I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I can be John Malkovich. He's like, I'm John Malkovich. No, you're not. 
I sound nothing like that. No, yes, you sound exactly like this. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, let's see. Christopher Nolan has some favorites. Yeah, Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. I had a feeling that was it. That's a good That's a big um, one. Quentin Tarantino has some favorites. And, and Samuel Jackson is one. I'm just going off the first link I saw. Uh, Judd Apatow, Will Ferrell, maybe. That's more of a friendship, mm. maybe. I don't know. Uh, there's the gang that all teams up. You know, which is, uh, uh, who am I thinking of? The guys. Who are you thinking of? The younger gang that, that worked with Judd Apatow in their younger years and then have made movies since, um. Oh, like, um, I haven't seen a lot of these. John C. Riley is he one of them? Well, yeah, he's, he's in that Anchorman group and. The the Deep guys Carell, that made maybe? the guys that made this is the end no like James Franco and Seth Rogen and uh, David Spade Michael Would Sarah, you put him in there Jonah Hill David okay. no David Spade is part of Adam Sandler's gang so that's oh another that's gang. right that's what that's what I'm thinking yeah of. yeah that's another group of, of dudes also funny but yeah I mean it's kind of like uh, did you ever see that show on HBO where they have the Probably not, but go ahead. It's called Entourage. And the idea I was like... just that word before. Just a simple premise. Fame, guy becomes an actor. Has his brother hanging out with him and his two best friends. One of them becomes like his driver and the other guy does it. So they run lines with him. Do Oh, you know, they just hang out with him all day long every day. And then they go get in girl trouble. That's what they do. Trouble with chicks, trouble with business rich things fancy things sure. and then the show ends it was just one big advertisement oh it, really it was loosely based on mark Wahlberg's life supposedly i don't know if that's true hmm. maybe but mark Wahlberg is saying like his brother's all danny Wahlberg. he's also an actor he's got some friends that you know and whatever anyway uh and scorsese and leonardo dicaprio's one yeah, yeah. Gangster New York, Aviator. Well, I don't know. There's a bunch of them. Uh, Catch Me If You Can. Was that a Scorsese movie? That was Spielberg. Oh, was it? Actually. Okay, that makes sense. Cause, okay. Which is incredible that we actually landed on a film I knew the director of. <laughs> this whole time I've been like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Never heard of that. Never heard of that. That's um, okay. That's part of the fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, two dudes who don't know anything about film. Back to Gladiator. Exactly. Two dudes who don't know Jack. This movie, uh, without like reading the reviews and stuff, just my own opinion. First of all, I love the epic shots. The wide shots, the big battlefield is amazing. And I really miss that. I noticed as I've been watching TV lately of new things and new movies, there's so much of it filmed in a studio. And I think part of it is because of the expense. The technology is a lot better. But part of it is the COVID days, I think, kind of pushed everybody indoors so that they can control all the factors. And I hate it. You can, it's just so obvious to me. I just feel it, you know? Yeah. What um, was that? Um, there's the famous example of the guy from The Hobbit who bursts into tears because he's just in a, in a green screen box while they were recording his lines. He was like, oh, this is so sad. I saw that recently. Oh, and, no I, way. and I 
I hadn't really. You you mentioned this before that you don't like it when they're when they're clearly green screen, and it, it never really bothered me. But that that clip did did make me get to thinking that there's certainly an effect on the performance when there's nobody else around. And yeah. I, I I see what you're saying, because um, because like I'm trying to think of an example a movie where where that's where that's like. Can you think of an example where there's a green screen movie and you can really tell this would have been a lot better if they had, were performing across from somebody? Because all the examples I think of where there's green screen are performance capture, like uh, Avengers, and they're looking up at a tennis ball that's supposed to be Thanos or a little little picture, but they actually had the actor there yeah. delivering lines and stuff. Or Avatar 2, they had their, their suits yeah, um, I, I, in the first Avatar as well. Yeah. I just watched Avatar with the kids. I had to skip a bunch of scenes and stuff, but um, now watching the old version from, what was that, almost 15 years 2009. ago? 2009, yeah. It's uh, it's painfully obvious how not real it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and, do. <clears throat> and, and that became uncomfortable for me. But I think the difference is the way that that film's cut is still like, you know, these wide shots, all these things, even though most of them at the time they're not real or they were real, but they're just, uh, you know, they do that overlay. Yeah. They have this super cool technology. You know how they do that where he has, James Cameron had these guys invent for him a camera. It's not actually a camera. It's a screen that instantaneously puts the screen cap with the overlay, the, like the visual overlay of their blue. Oh, so they like make the 3D world and then they drag a camera around in it? Is that what you're talking about? Or he, he films, he's looking at, he aims it at Oh, and it's actors. like rendered in real time? Real time. Oh, that's sick. So he's, Oh, that's so cool. He's seeing two blue people. Almost the final product, yeah. And they're oh. just doing their thing in their black suits with the white balls all over. Yeah, there's right. an hour and a half long creation video on it, and it's it's pretty intense. Yeah, uh, I the watched fact that... the behind the features for the second one, and oh. that that was some unique stuff that they did. They they make the set with all those springy stuff that they're walking on, and they have their their stuff, and it looks it just looks like a well oiled machine that they got going on there, and it made sense. Yeah, where I saw where the billion dollars went, you know, it went into fine tuning that process, and then I saw the movie to see where the rest of the billion went to making it look hyper realistic. It was well. Here, here's I don't need the to interesting say, thing say about anything else about how Avatar Two looks. It's already been been said enough. I haven't seen it. Oh, but... okay. Well, then I'll tell you. It looks really real. That's it's what I've been told. Cool. Yeah. Well, I I think. <laughs> Someone mentioned that. Uh, I think what's a big deal for him is that, you know, he does, it's just like Mr. Beast. He doesn't just direct movies, right? He owns this digital innovation yeah. company. And so for him, it's all just intellectual property that he's paying and people he's to create. And he's also like professional grade deep sea diver with his, yeah. with all his stuff that he does there. I, I don't remember. He, where he says this, but at one point he was like, I'm a filmmaker and I'm a deep sea diver. Yeah. Like it's a, it's an actual second career he has. And that's kind of sort of what Mr. Beast is doing. They're a little more intertwined, his 
food um, and charity and his content creation. Like they're literally intertwined. He's got a channel for his charity. Yeah. But the they yeah, you're right. They are similar in in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, it's amazing. I think uh, I think just all the work that that guy has done, even if the movies were are not good, even if they're bad, like, and there are some arguments to be made, like screenplay. Eh, James Cameron's never been. We've watched other James Cameron movies, and the screenplay has been something that we talked about. Because in the two Terminator movies, like the first one, it was just awful, but the second one, it, it gets a little better. It's it, things like that. That's not its forte. I just realized we're both leaning at the same angle. <laughs> <laughs> and we did that at the same time, too. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but, I mean, you can't make any arguments with the rest of it. The digital work is just killer. It's like The Matrix. You had The Matrix, then 10 years later, you had that first Avatar, and probably I'm assuming that the second one knocked the first one out of the water, right? Well, I mean, so to they, speak. All of them. <laughs> as you did there. They, um, it's got right they, out of the way of it's, that water. It's like a logarithmic curve for realism, I feel. Because when you get to Avatar and then Avatar 2, it's really all the small stuff that's improved. But the small stuff yeah. is what triggers our brains to see fakeness. It's very, our brains are very good at finding moments. Yeah. I think we talked so about it, that before, the Uncanny Valley, right? Yeah, they got a, a lot closer. So um, let's continue this thorough discussion of Gladiator. <laughs> by Nobody cares uh, what we talk about. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's go back. So that does, I think the point we were talking about, what I was saying was one of the things I love about the film is the wide shot. That whole outside battlefield, I mean, that is just crazy. Those Vikings coming out, and the lines are so good. You know? I do, I do like it. It's, um, I don't want to say, well, it, I'm, I'm, it's fine. I think it's a bit Shakespearean, but in the way that it doesn't sound like it was written by a homeless man. Because I've had to read Shakespeare, and it just sounds... Sometimes in it's babble, so because the old English is just just a pain to get through. Some I've I think there were probably like three lines in the two Shakespeare plays I've read that were actually pretty funny and made me laugh, <laughs> and maybe one or two that were actually kind of thought provoking. And the rest was I needed a Google Translate to figure out what he was saying, but. <laughs> You felt that way about Gladiator? <laughs> I felt like it had the good parts. The, ah. the, the um, gravitas. There was the, like, yeah. uh, his his speech. What's his face? What's his name? That's the, that's the only issue I have. Is that, yeah, well, yeah. What's his name in the movie? Oh. I want to say um... Excalibur, but that's not it. No, it's a Roman. Marcus Aurelius is is the old man. That's, oh, the, that's the, old the ruler. No, he's um. I know Commodus is the bad guy, because uh, Maximus sounds like Commodus. Decimus Meridius. Maximus Decimus Aurelius. Oh, Meridius? I thought it was Aurelius. 
I will let. I don't think it matters. I don't know what they mean. (laughs) What is is Maximus? I think it changes every time I watch it, actually. Uh, Maximus is, there's a Maximus.com. I mean, I don't know. Father to a dead son. Husband to a murdered wife. I will have my vengeance. In this life or the next. Yeah, dude, that's pretty good. It was fantastic. Wow, that was really good. You can do that voice super well, man. Uh, Now you can do it with a new... uh, Because it it stuck with me. A Kiwi accent. Was that the first time you've ever seen it? Second time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what what I meant when I said I thought the guy, Guardians of the Galaxy actor, died. He's got a uh, hard-to-pronounce name, and he's so hard to Google. I can't Google this guy. I go, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy 1... Who worked with Ronan, and it just gives me Ronan. Um, his name's like Digimon. Google, fix your website. I can't. Digi- What's his name? Digimon. No, I think his name is Jamin. It's French. Jamon, Jamon, Jamin, Jamin, Honsu. Yeah, he does sound. Oh, there it is. Jamon yeah. Honsu. He's French. He looks like Digimon. Yeah. Like he's a digital monster. Digimon are the it, champions. It, that looks like the name of a Pokemon to me. Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon oh, he's, are the he's, champions. He's Beninese. Have you ever been to Benini? What country Benign? is that? <laughs> what is Beninese? Oh, is this no. week at Wikipedia? Uh, don't, don't dig down. Don't dig yourself down in that hole if you don't. What's weird is that Wikipedia doesn't have a clicky thing. A link is what oh. they're called. We call those. Relating to or characteristic of Benin people or benign. It's probably pronounced Benin. Uh, it ranks among one of the world's poorest countries. Oh, it's no. one of Africa's largest cotton producers. Okay. Yeah. It's just it's an African country. Dude, that was a rabbit what do you hole know? I went down this week. It was just... You went down the... The African Menin. African countries and Africa, and I was reading all about it. Something triggered me. Oh, it was the uh, lithium mining stuff. It triggered oh, me. Oh, yeah. And I just was reading all about Africa after that. It's gnarly, bro. Making all these batteries and whatnot. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's amazing. He was also in a movie called The Island, which was uh, Justin Timberlake and Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson. And it really didn't have a lot it, to do but... with an island, but it was it was like they were clones, and then they... he was in the Legend of Tarzan. It was basically My dad made me watch this movie. Assassin's Creed uh, in movie form. Let's see what else? Yeah, he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain Marvel, What If? That's right. Oh, he was he voiced his own character in What If? Yeah, I liked What If. That was the last Marvel thing that I watched and that I enjoyed. All um, right, Aquaman. Oh, you've made it quite far. You made it farther than a lot of people into the phase four. I've skipped quite a bit. I haven't okay. seen a lot of things. I didn't watch that. Did you see the the newest Spider Man? Yes. Spider- okay. Th- that yeah. one I did. I, was, I like Spider Man. I was thinking though. if there was one that you wanted to see from phase four, I would recommend that one. Yeah. That was a lot of fun to have everybody come back. Yeah, that was cool. I liked that. It was just fan service, but it made me feel good in my heart. It was mm-hmm. not the movie that we wanted necessarily, but it was the one we deserved. Mm. Batman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I also, uh, I mean, I, this didn't bother me, but I was really happy about that movie because a lot of people complained about Tom Holland's Spider-Man 
that in the comics, Iron Man isn't there to give him high-tech gadgets. <laughs> this Spider-Man should have to live for himself and yeah. not be assisted by Tony Stark. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was really happy for the people who said that because he gets reset to be yeah. uh, basic levels making his own suit Spider-Man. And I wasn't upset at all. I'm, I'm excited. I liked when he had gadgets, and I, I'm excited now to see when he doesn't. But that yeah. made me very happy. Because when I was looking at reviews of the movie, a lot of them were, I really like how Tom Holland's Spider-Man is back to a, similar to the comics. Yeah. That was that was probably my favorite thing outside of the film that happened, is all of the the ill will towards Tom Holland's Spider-Man that was put to rest. Mm. I mean, he does a good job with what he's given, you know? I hope he, I feel like... Oh, and his, his performance in that movie was really good, too. Yeah. It made me, it almost made me cry. Uh, all right, cool. So that's that guy. Let's talk about the other dudes. Uh, who else was there? Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, I, like Elif I can't know, even. You know. He's so amazing in this movie. He yeah. he just man he he's an amazing actor. I I yeah. just have to say it. I think. I mean, I <laughs> Whoa, Scott, very bold of you. You're traveling just where no man say. has ventured before. I just gotta say, <laughs> one of the best actors in the world is one of the best actors in the world. Paul, yeah. you, yeah. you're so brave. You're well, so brave. I, I've never admitted that to anybody. So, you know, this is my oh, own this is words your dark now. Secret. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for trusting me, Scott. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, all right. So, I make a fool out of myself. That's all right. He's amazing. I mean, yeah. and then I, when I watch him and I think back on other movies, th the thing I like about him is his range is just not. But it's mostly, I guess maybe he doesn't have a huge range. It's mostly like mentally ill people that he plays really well. Yeah, like um, disturbed people. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would assume I this is the only Walking Phoenix movie I think I've seen. I I've just heard a lot about Joker. I haven't seen it. Um, but Oof. I didn't recognize him at first in this one. He had Joker. He gave you the the spooky willies. There's just something about it being so not uh, fake. Like it feels like a thing that could actually happen. It feels like a Joker that could be a real Joker. Does that make sense? Oh, in yeah. the current times that we have now, it feels like a thing that could actually happen. And that's what's horrifying to me about it. And he does a great job of being... It's just crazy how he goes out of... He comes into sanity to have a conversation with someone, to lay down the law, whatever it is, you know, to just get by. And then he goes back, and it's like you just see this internal torment that this dude has. And he does it with everything, every movie he ever does, He he's able to do that. When he's interacting with someone, he's it's like he has these moments of clarity that the crazy person is experiencing, where the crazy person is like, I need to do this in order to get whatever it is that I'm trying to get to next. And then when he is alone again, it just is, you can just see the torment. He does such a good job of pretending to be whoever he's pretending to be and carrying it oh, yeah. through every scene. This definition of an actor right there. Oh, that was one thing I was thinking when I was watching him. I'll find myself doing this. I shouldn't. This is arrogance and idiocy. But I'll find myself watching a movie like, 
I would have shown a little more anger in that scene if I were there. <laughs> but it, uh, it's, it, I, I assume I'm not the only person in the world who says, like, thinks stupid stuff to themselves like that in a movie. Like, you, you're not getting paid $6 million to act. Why, why would you think that? But every, yeah. every scene he was in, I was like, there's nothing anyone could do differently and, to and make that better. To be f certain, it is not just him. Right, Ridley is telling him, "I would like to see this." The writer oh, wrote sure. it a specific way, right? So they're all yeah, circling no, around. No going, good movie is ever the fault of one person. No, that's for sure. But the way he makes it come to the top, it's just—it's frighteningly believable, and uh, that's what makes him so amazing. He's just, you know, I don't know, and I—I'm assuming that a lot of it comes from—I don't know if you know about Joaquin Phoenix, but when he was younger, he has a, he had an older brother named River Phoenix, who was also starting to become a pretty good actor. And mm -hmm. he, he passed away uh, of a drug overdose outside of a club in L.A. That was owned by Johnny Depp, funnily enough. So they were all at this... Anyway, he died like on the corner of the street in front of his own brother. Jo Joaquin saw him die. I think his sister oh, might have been there too. Yeah, yeah that's like some torment, you know, some things that you got to carry throughout your life. And that, I don't know if he uses that or not. And I don't think anyone could ask him that question unless he knew they were loved by him. Does that make, or that they really loved him? Does that make sense? Like, I don't, he never wants to talk about that kind of stuff. He's not going to talk about that kind of stuff with press or whatever. You couldn't right. ask him, like, dude, did you find inspiration from the loss of your brother for this film and be oh, like sure, sure. where do you get off you can't ask me those kinds of questions you know what i mean yeah i see what you're saying yeah but just a, so like that scene that he has with his dad where he's like this i want this thing so bad and somehow in his brain he's got all these different things that are swimming around like you never liked me you never thought i could be this person you never did this and but i know i can lead and whatever so i'm just gonna take it i'm done with you so that wow how do you get to that point? yeah that was a that was a rough scene that choked me yeah. up a little bit the second time around i mean the this may be just my tv but the sound mixing on this movie is doo-doo butter i cannot hear a word they are saying for most of this movie unless it's turned up all the way and then Dude. one sword will strike another and my mom will fly over and turn it down halfway and then in, it's half a second later they're talking again so I think that's probably your audio track to watch this movie. It's probably just my TV. Yeah, you, uh, you need I, more. I find this speakers. Yeah, I find that happens with a a lot of movies in a certain time period where the whispers actually sound like whispers. Uh, probably, yeah, it probably has to do with the technology that the audio tracks were it recorded on, and then how does that gets sure. streamed now. Yeah, didn't... I think in a movie theater, if I saw it when it came out, it would sound fine. So I did. Of... Oh, you did? I was 20. And the, the whispers were whispery? Wait, no, I was 16. They... Whoa, you were off there, bro. <laughs> I mean, I guess that feels... Hello, Bridget. There's just a hot chick running around my house. It's weird. Who invited you here? Will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> Sweet. I just got a new girlfriend. Heck yeah, Scott. But yeah, I was, I, I, yeah, I was 16. I remember seeing it in theaters, and it was epic. This was uh, one of those movies that I think I went and saw two or three times with my buddies Ooh. and stuff. Yeah. We, we went a lot. I think I went maybe, I probably went during the middle of the school day. 
which is how I used to roll or maybe early, early in the afternoon or something. And then, uh, we liked it. So we went back and watched it again with different friends, you know, how it goes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only movie I'm trying to think of any movie that I've seen multiple times in theaters, maybe, um, Avengers Endgame uh, or Infinity War. You mean One multiple times? Yeah, I'm trying to think because I that rare I rarely do that. It's usually one and done at the theater. Well, when I was in high school, um, you know, grew up in Reno, right? It's like not a lot to do, so and I didn't play sports anymore. I played soccer for fun, like on a non-tournament, just regular right. Game. Which was a good time because I had played for my whole life going up to that point, and apparently I wasn't good enough to play on other teams. But on those teams, I felt like I was one of the best kids on the field, which was always pleasant. You know, it's like that right, feels yeah. really nice. So I did do that. But other than that, and then like running myself, or your dad would we'd he'd come randomly want to come do something, go for a jog or whatever. You know, he was even more whimsical and fun back then. Um, hard to imagine and random that he could be any any more of yeah. that than he is today you know the man yes his internal light source is massive he's got the soul of a puppy yeah yeah uh, but yeah so that's all we did we just go to movies I mean I loved it my dad used to go we'd go all the time and a movie was like eight bucks and I think matinee was usually four four dollars or five dollars. I mean, it was cheap. That's not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah. So we would go multiple times because it was it was inexpensive, and I just loved the movies. I love movies; they're the best shows, as I call them to my daughter, who corrects me. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Any other movies of his that you just love? I don't even know if I've seen any other movies of his, because that was the thing. I I didn't know. This happens a lot to me where we're like, oh, that actor has that name. Hmm. This happened a lot more recently as I've just been reading the credits of movies that I see. What yeah. else is he in? This movie grossed $457 million worldwide. In 1990-something money. Yeah, or 2000-something money? 2000, yeah, 2000. He was in Brother Bear. Which I think I've seen once. Oh, that's he was a, in Doctor yeah. Strange. The cartoon. Who uh, was he in Doctor Strange? I don't know. Is it the movie or is it a Brother Bear, The Village, Hotel Rwanda, Ladder Forty Nine, Earthlings, Walk the Line? He was great in Walk the Line, playing Johnny Cash. Uh, we own Joaquin the night. Phoenix was Doctor Strange. That's why he shows up for that. He wasn't in it. Yeah, I would have known if he was in it. I like to think. I'm still yeah. here by... Uh, I never watched that one. The Master was trippy. Uh, that's like about a cult. And he's he plays like an interesting... He, he plays an interesting crazy person in that one, and he, he did really well. It's I guess maybe that's... Maybe kind that's of his jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I'm just just Gladiator. I haven't seen any others of these. 
Well, I guess, yeah, Brother Bear, but I don't remember a thing about that movie. The Sisters Brothers was like, was pretty good. He was in there with John C. Riley. It's not, it's not funny. It's uh, it's about these two gold miners, and it's just disaster after disaster. It's kind of interesting. Joker was, mm. of course, interesting. Haven't seen Come On, Come On. Bo is afraid. Haven't seen that either. Does he play multiple characters in that movie? Yeah, he does. Looks like he plays four generations of the same person. Well, that's always fun. Napoleon Joker. Multiple people. That's his name. He's gonna play another one here pretty soon. This Joker sequel. I'm probably gonna put a Batman in there, right? Oh gosh, I don't know. Just stick with a plan, you know. Uh, we're not here to talk about that. They're just focused on. They're doing it Mr. Beast style, you know. We're gonna make uh, the best movie we can because the the Batman and Joker did pretty well for DC. The so that, Batman and Joker, which you mean the Joker well, I mean, that they just made, and the yeah. Batman that they just Those, made. I know they're two different universes supposedly, since um, they got what's his face from the Eternals to be the new Joker in the Batman. Oh, what's his name? I'm going to find it. Man, isn't this just a fun show where two guys Google names for half an Ah, yeah. Well, there's some areas for improvement. Let's, let's, we'll say that that's true. We don't really know what we're doing. Uh, I think that's very obvious. Barry Kugan. Kugan? Kugan. He is, uh, did you see the Batman? I did. I did. Robert. Pattinson, did you see the post-credit scene? Mm, I don't remember. Well, it's just uh, the Riddler's in jail, and then you hear a Joker laugh oh, and that's a right. silhouette. Of yeah, Barry. yeah, that's, that's Barry right. Keoghan. So it's not the same universe as the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. But since that one did so well, they kind of have to put a Batman in there, right? I mean, they either leave it as a standalone project or <laughs> they expand the universidad which is the word for university in spanish but it sounds kind of cool so i said it uh yeah i don't know how to say universe in spanish in espanol google might universio probably that's a good guess it's universo universo mm. yeah universo uh yeah i don't know man i i I, I have no idea how to run a production company, and I have no idea. These movies cost so much money. You have to have somebody at the helm. If you're going to do something that's that epic where you begin to combine movies, you're not just supposed to do it on a whim, obviously. You need to go into it with a plan like what Marvel did. That's why Marvel was so successful through the early 2000s was because yeah. they knew what they were doing. They had a vision. They they had All you need is one man with a vision, like Mr. Beast, who can control, or Ridley Scott, who can control the set, who can control the long-term, the narrative, who can guide everybody through it. You don't even, and as further evidence, James Cameron, most of the movies we've talked about with James Cameron, he's on the bleeding edge, or even farther out with the technology that he's using to make these movies. So you didn't even have to have the technology. He doesn't know how to make it. But he knows how to put together a team and he knows how to lead people and and get them done so really i think when it comes to this batman joker thing i mean you squish it back if you squish it together last minute 
you have to have the guy or the gal to do it. And if you, even if you don't, you, you know, if you're trying to make a new story out of Joker and Batman, somebody's, someone has to lead this thing, you know? And that's what it feels like to me is that they just keep, it's just like a grinder. They just keep chucking in a handful of things. The analytics say, well, we'll make money off of it. And then they spit something out and it's, it's okay. It's watchable. Ben Affleck as Batman, it's watchable, right? But it's not game changer. It doesn't feel Which like... Which one was Ben Affleck? Affleck. Uh, Affleck. He, he did two of them, didn't he? Movies. Did he just do the one? He played him in... It was the... Oh, those, those were the uh, Batman v Superman and yeah. Justice League. Yeah. Was he in a Batman before Batman v Superman? I don't think so. Because he's not... Did he replace Christian Bale? Is that what happened? I think so. Okay, if he just replaced Christian Bale and there's just supposed to be the same Batman recast, then I think that's even weirder. Because it's like... Very two very different people. I've seen. I don't know if I've seen all of the Christian Bale Batman's. It's, um, it's just the three, Christian, right? Yeah, I've seen the, the one with the Joker, mm -hmm. and, um, some of the one with Bane. And some of the one with Scarecrow. But I've seen all of the. Wasn't the Scarecrow in the first one? Yeah. Uh yeah I I've I saw the one with joker the actor who passed away more googling here yeah so there's batman uh, begins that was the one who was against joker Heath ledger and Heath Heath ledger joker passed. and maybe that's part of the problem they they had christopher nolan he's a man with vision it's really fun movies has his own particular style uh if you're not oh, into yeah. that style then you're kind of out of luck uh, I also his new movie oppenheimer i didn't really care about it i had no idea what it was and yeah. then just today, I saw a featurette that they actually launched a nuke and filmed it. So now I really want to see it. I thought they... <laughs> I didn't think they launched a nuke. I thought they launched something similar to a nuke. Oh, I don't know if it was... If the title was um, uh, filming a nuke or launching a nuke or something. But the explosion they got looked very cool. And I kind of wanted to see it in a movie theater. Uh, yeah, yeah. He but, says, Nolan used real explosives to, to recreate the Trinity nuclear test. See, this is the kind of stuff that I like. I like these big, wide, expensive, very tricky shots. I think it takes a lot of effort. That's like and it looks more real it because does. your mind can't wrap around anything besides that actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think I want to be duped. You know, that's why I'm I going. I think you to might movies. like Avatar too. Oh, There's, I'm sure I will. My, my uh, you gotta watch it so I can tell you this. I'll, I can tell you a piece of this story. So my sister went to go see Avatar 2, yeah. but she was tired, and she's like, I thought it was okay. And I was like, really? She was like, yeah, it could have been better. I, was like, I thought you would really like it. She was like, well, I did fall asleep. I was like, when? When did you fall asleep? And she goes, well, I made it to X, this scene in the movie. I was like, that's pretty early in the movie. When did you wake up? And she was like, well, I woke up, and X scene was happening. I went, Geneva! You missed 80% of the movie. <laughs> oh, no. She, she had no idea. She missed easily the best character. Uh, and she missed Did she go with her friends? 
Yeah, she went with her friends. Uh, she missed some of the best scenes. And apparently this is just what her and her friends do. They go to movies and they fall asleep. That's what she was saying in the car. That like, sounds sus, She has sus, a friend who has, who has never stayed awake through a whole movie. <laughs> you should drop a GPS locator. It sounds like she goes to the movies and then bugs out <laughs> and the exit. Yeah, uh, goes and hangs out funny. with boys or something and then comes back for the end uh, to get picked up. Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, it was it was more than eighty percent of the movie. She just slept through like the middle hour. Oh man, what a waste of money! So. Why buy? I know. Just wait till it comes well, out. Yeah, yeah, I. But anyway. Oh, rad! That's so cool. See, and also you can move the fire. Oh, dragon! Fire? And you can also move the top and bottom. Yeah. Nice. What is that? I have no idea. Was it? That's a kaleidoscope. Oh, dude, it's a moving kaleidoscope. Wait, oh. can you put it on the camera? This would be cool. I doubt it. Maybe. Oh, oh, you can. Wait, a little closer. Wow. Oh, you're off to the left. I'm trying, a bro. Closer. I'm trying. Oh, you're doing pretty good. I'm seeing pieces of it. That's, That's actually pretty amazing. Neat. So what happens is the stuff, the glitter, like oh, and falls the glitter. Through. So it moves the kaleidoscope is just moving the whole time. Man, that's rad. That is. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Ava. Oh. So uh, I think we're losing it. I think. Oh yeah. We didn't really actually talk a lot about our selected movie, but I think both of us no. really enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. the big there's shots. Not, there's I... not as much to say when it's just a good. Yeah. Movie. Daddy, it's a dragon, and it's breathing fire. It can move the fire and the top mouth and the bottom mouth. Is that the fire or the tongue? Oops. I can't tell, Scott. Is it actually fire? I think it's, it's supposed to be him breathing fire, yeah. Oh, okay, neat. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's cool. Oh. oh, yeah, there it is. I see Burn. it. He burned the uh -huh. glass. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's such a killer movie. So... I think now that we've, what do what do you want to do for the next film? Do you want to do another? A, should we chase Ridley Scott back or more James Cameron? Like maybe we should focus on directors rather than dates. Maybe, yeah. But um, we can, we can still do eighties because we could go watch Alien. Alien is a fun movie, and it's kind of in that horror vein that uh, Terminator, Terminator was, yeah. but in a different way because it's man versus creature. Man, right. man versus nature, and it is, it's gnarly, but it has cool android stuff. Ridley Scott has a thing with androids, which you obviously don't, don't see in Gladiator. Boy, that would have been fun. Predator versus Gladiator. Yeah. That's a whole new world. Mm-hmm. Let's see. <laughs> uh, I, I think we could, yeah, go ahead. Uh, it just reminds me of Prey. Did you watch Prey? The movie Prey? No, no, I didn't. P R E Y. Uh, I've heard of it. I heard it was uh, more fun than Predator fans expected. It was a lot of fun, dude. Like, just crazy the ways that you could think that a 18th or a 19th century native warrior, with the tools available to them and their understanding of you know their their surroundings, could fight. Uh, you know, a much more technologically advanced. Yeah, I heard it was was clever and 
and yeah. it's a real David versus Goliath story. It's cool. Sure. Uh, but that's yeah. Ridley Scott's world, you know. He's, he's kind of sort of has a hand in all that alien versus predator versus whatever. I don't know if he did the first predator, but I don't think he did. Don't they exist in the same you place? Know, sort of. Like. Yeah. And what was we talked about this last time? Blade Runner and There's another universe. Same, same. Supposed to be. So Blade same. Runner and uh, yeah, we're losing it here. Uh, Blade Runner and uh, <laughs> Alien. Seva. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. That's so cool. I know she can't hear me. No, Thank she, you. she Thank can't you. hear you. Muchas gracias. All right, get out of here, you <laughs> little... <laughs> little... <laughs> if I say it in Spanish, <laughs> why muchas gracias? Get out of here. Uh-oh. Oh. I've got a clean on. That's Star Trek. Um, yeah, it's a bit... There was just a comet. It's like a, you know how fans are. They want real and all. They want that big world creation, like what we're talking about with Marvel or DC. They want continuity. They want, they want it to just ever grow. Like Avatar. It's cool. Yeah, yeah I, well, I'll send you this this YouTube channel called Art Spear Entertainment. I think they make this giant cartoon where all the heroes and villains fight each other. They made it into way more. Than oh. I expected them to, but I'll I'll send you that. It's called the Great Villain Showdown or whatever, and they're on a planet where this giant, all-powerful being named Oscar haha, uh, makes them battle to see who's the best. Is he kind of a grumpy it, guy? Maybe a, a grouch? <laughs> no, he's it's like a he's he's all gold. Um, what? Yeah, I'll I'll send it's that. Like to a you. Gigantic, it's really. It's just a gigantic gold Buddha named Oscar. Well, uh, he rubs his belly, after... and then they have to fight. Well, he's a, he's a big ball. He looks kind of like the Death Star. Oscar for the Oscars, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a that's a fun um, pretty... hour and a half. It's really long, actually. You might want to watch it at two times speed. Uh, yeah. So, what do you want to do? What do you want to watch next? I think. Alien would be fun. It's another one I haven't seen. Um, really, Ridley Scott's a good director. He is. He can make himself a movie. He and sure I, can. Yeah. One of the things to pay attention for, look for... Some of the things I think about when I watch these older movies is like, if you ever watch 2001 Space Odyssey, you'll notice that a lot of the sets are very simple. On purpose, yeah. because then it's kind of hard to time it. So watch for timing things where you're like, oh, that's so bad. Like, they have a bunch of digital screens and stuff where you're like, oh, that looks tacky. And yeah. then, uh, which is a problem with Star Wars, right? Because the original Star Wars had all those old screens. And then in the new Star Wars, all of a sudden, they had these fancy screens. And you're like, why didn't you just keep with the same? If you would have kept with the same thing, it would have made more sense. Uh, that's sure. one thing. Listen to the sound, because Ridley Scott's a huge sound guy. And it, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, Gladiator your won TV. best sound. I know, and that's funny because your TV sucked so bad. I think I think Alien I'll watch on the on the computer because this this thing. Yeah. Um, if you could do sponsored something. by Razer, by the way, these headphones are fantastic. Hashtag pay the boys. <laughs> I'm gonna steal their hashtag. Oh, poor guy and Tim, they work really hard, um, and they're amazingly funny. Uh, yeah. Let's do it. Guy Let's watch Let's. it. 
And then we can record next week sometime. Okay. Good plan. Cool, man. 19, uh, yeah, director Ridley Scott, writers Dan O'Brien, oh, O'Bannon, sorry, Dan O'Bannon, mm. and Ronald Shusett, Sigourney Weaver, Tom Skerritt, John Hurt. That's one of the things we didn't talk about with Gladiator, just real quick. It's who wrote it. Um, something that always... Well, one neat thing about Gladiator that I found was that... Uh... This doesn't have to be the, in the episode. Just no. they were trying to put a rhinoceros in the gladiator battle, but they couldn't train a real one, and the CG was out of their budget. And I was so happy because it would have looked awful. Oh like yeah, two thousand CG to have a randomly a computer generated rhinoceros, but not have aged well at all. The tigers looked cool. If spooky. if you could do something similar, like don't remake Gladiator, please, no one ever. It is what it is. Standalone, you know. But pick I don't a, know really what you change, yeah. Pick a different part of the Roman Colosseum thing and and do something with that. Same concept. And you can use elephants and all that stuff. And nowadays, Ooh. nowadays, with the technology, you can do yourself something pretty cool. Real bang-up job. Bunch of animals and stuff, chasing people down, hunting stuff. Everybody in there getting nuts. A nutty Yeehaw. Coliseum. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know. Yeah. Three words. Just... Epic. Epic. Epic, awesome, crazy. Oh, um, yeah. we. <laughs> I guess we're still recording because... Uh, yeah, we never did that one word thing. Okay. Yeah. Well... We can do it I for next have... time. Yeah, okay. Or, or you can well, try. that'll be really... F- um, wing it. What if you were gonna pitch this movie? How would you? Look, here's the deal. I guess this is all still part of the episode because I'm. I don't know if you have time to edit this, but I have time <laughs> and still won't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just I I like pulled out my phone. I thought we were done. That's okay. So if I had to describe the movie in one word, I would probably. Um. I would call this just a. A hearty movie. You know what I'm saying? It just checked all the boxes for a, for a fun time. Hearty. Yeah, like, yeah. like if you were in Ireland. There was there was revenge, uh, but there was there was good music. There was good uh, cinematography and, and the sound. It. And there's, there's like the way people moved was with force. All the fights were fun. I would call a hearty movie. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I love like a the, good a good stew of a movie. You I know like what I'm saying. I like it. A filling, like a good stew, on a like rainy a good day. Stew, this movie was. This is yeah. the stew for you. Who? Mm. You. I agree. Stew. I really love the hand to hand combat when they do a wide shot. You can see what's going on, and they don't do the angle works. That was one of my mm-hmm. problems with Dark Knight, like the Batman fighting, because they always they just cut. And then when you do multi camera fighting, I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I want to see that you took some effort to get a good choreographer oh. in there, and make it happen. Speaking of Star Wars, I mean, um, discounting the <laughs> the original trilogy when they're like ding, dang, ding, dang, ding, because that's uh, all they could do. Yeah. When they like the Darth Maul fight, and even um, I like the lightsaber fights in the in the new trilogy. In the pretty new... much all of them, because they're 
they're very good at showing the whole action. I think of um, the fight in the forest in The Force Awakens is probably the closest to the multi-camera action, but The Last Jedi oh, fight yeah. against the red dudes, that was that was a lot of people's favorite scene from that movie. Let's, I think. yeah. Well, I I don't remember them all. So we'll have to do yeah, we'll have to do a, a rewatch. I will not rewatch number one and number two. I am sorry, but I cannot. Those uh, number one, number two, and number three. Those prequel movies are painful. I can't. I can't. I, yeah, I hear that from a lot of people. I don't. I don't see it. I think they're perfectly serviceable. <laughs> but yeah, people laugh a, in my face. That's for a debate it. for another time. It's. Are you joking? I'm not joking, man. I think your script love needs to, you know, like... Yes, I I think it does. People say, I I never am on the same page when somebody talks about the script of a movie. I It's a skill I lack. I cannot detect a good script. That's a problem. To save my life. I I can't... I'm not even sure what the difference between script and a screenplay is. I think they're synonyms, (laughs) but people don't say them like they're synonyms. Um... Yeah, let's just get my credibility all the way down, <laughs> past the dirt, baby. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know, man. I just, when you watch that first movie, there were some issues that were bad. Number one, that kid was a terrible actor. You thought so? Oh, he's so bad. He's so bad, man. It's like I think there's there's kid actors that are worse. Sure, I can't I mean, think of one. Kid actors are not. That's because you probably only yeah. watch movies where the kid actors are super good. You know? Really, maybe. I mean, I thought uh, John Connor in T two was like just about the same. I see her eyes widening with with hatred, but but just about the same as as the kid and young Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, from, from what I remember, okay. they, I just, I just think about like, as that kid, they're telling him to say some goofy stuff. He, he doesn't have much of a grid for what the final product is going to look like. And no, that's true. Now this is pod racing. He's looking out at, at green, nothing. He doesn't know what pod racing is. He doesn't know what this is. I don't blame them one bit. <laughs> that's terrible though. That's my point. That's like. At least believe in something when you're saying what you're saying, not just saying it because it's the words that you're supposed to say. You know, that's like studying the word of God and then quoting it to people and then making it mean whatever you want because you don't understand what's in it. You know what I mean? Like you haven't planted it in your heart and lived it out and actually loved someone through whatever it is like that filter. And that becomes your own. That's what's the difference between Joaquin Phoenix and that stupid, that little kid. It's like, he he doesn't know how to become the actual kid. Yeah, and which is a hard thing for people to do, but especially kids to do. So I, I mean, but if you're gonna make a massive multi-million dollar, you know, oh yeah, that the fairest argument is like get an older actor, well, or take some up. time at least. Or, and, yeah, yeah, you know, that's totally develop that's totally the kid fair. or something. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think about it like that. I, I mean, I still am not too bothered by well, his dialogue, which you, is we clearly my need, superpower need to watch that I can enjoy movies, movies and, with goofy scripts. I think or that's why. Plays. I think that's why when you watch them with my dad, 
when you watch him. Yeah, you, that's right. That's why he's what? like, Aiden, this we movie's went terrible. Black Panther 2, and he was like, that was the dumbest thing I ever saw. I was like, oh, I just thought it was a little long. That's all I thought. <laughs> it was boring. That was the funniest. <laughs> My favorite quote from Black Panther 2 is, is when they're having this meaningful conversation uh, about something. I guess I don't remember it, so it couldn't have been that meaningful. But it was a super serious moment. And then the bad guy goes, I don't have an answer for your question. And, <laughs> and, that, and I, I, I just imagine everything he says in that movie should have been that line over and over and over and over. That would have been hilarious. Only to me, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I think that's your bias uh, built in, which is like, you're, if, if it sounds a little off and you're fine that you're the only one laughing about it, that's probably because it's a bad line. Probably. But you just took it as like, oh, I must, that's pretty funny. Maybe I just, maybe I just like. I think you bad laugh at dialogue. All. I think you. I think I like bad dialogue. I yeah. think you give a lot of love when there's bad dialogue and you, you shouldn't. <laughs> or maybe you should, and it's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's what I. That's why I call it a superpower. I can enjoy movies that no one else can. You know, it's uh, sometimes it's kind of fun. Okay, so here's the first. I I just went to quotes. I've not seen this movie yet. Ramonda, I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire oh, yeah, family she... is gone. Have everybody I not credits her performance. Given everything? Hmm. Yeah, her speeches were very dramatic. If they felt like they were from a different movie, honestly. She's very clear spoken queen. We'll yeah, she was... that way. Everybody pretty much unanimously agrees uh that sh that she was the best part of the movie uh there's a new world power at play yeah she's got a lot of one-liners probably pretty simple to deliver oh yeah you're definitely to... not gonna find my favorite quote in whatever list you're looking at unless it's the whole script i do not have an answer for you i do not have an answer for your question uh... and the bad guy was also kind of goofy looking he's got these like shoes with there's he's got wings coming out of his ankles <laughs> like and Hermes? that's how he flies so it, it, it's like he has two little cupids holding onto his feet that hold him up like a little greek god oh and they and they flap really fast <laughs> so it's like that's so hummingbird it, yeah it looks like uh hermes's hat ornaments you know what you you're familiar you just need to remember that, that you don't owe owe these dudes anything you know they're trying to make a good movie for you and if it's not good that's their problem that's yeah, not that's your problem. problem you know you just yeah we were just talking about pop-up sees through the 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 veneer what i get yeah 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 he he does he's very, very good at, but, but i think it's because it's because he watched movies like with john wayne and you know he grew up on a different era of film where you had to be a good actor because there's not a lot else going on in the scene so if, right. if you go back yeah. and you watch those movies the ones that they filmed indoors there's a hangar you can tell that they're in like an airplane sized hangar right not an airplane size and an hangar like the size of an airplane hangar they're inside you can okay. see the set in the background, the set in the foreground. Uh, yeah. You know they're in a building. And so then it, then in order to make it believable for somebody, you really have to be a good actor, I think. And you had to have good screenplay and all these things. 
and that now they can get you, they can trick you with the bells and whistles. And granted, I'm sure there were tricks back then that they did the same thing to make it loud and over the top. So you're distracted. You're like, oh, it's so pretty. Uh, but who would actually say that? Nobody would say that. That's a stupid thing to say, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part is like seeing through those things. And and the amazing thing about movies is that you, you're doing it uh, like an orchestra. It's all happening to you at once. So you're getting hit with the trombone, right. you're getting hit with the trumpet, you're getting hit with the, you know, all the strings. And since you're getting hit with all these things at once, sometimes it's really hard to see all the different elements in balance. And you go, and you just walk out going, I was entertained. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because that's, that's the thing. When it's, when it's a bunch of layers of entertainment, like it's a, a book and a music album and a visual thing going on and sometimes the visual thing going on has a has a lot to it but i can enjoy a film what's what's a good example there, there's some films where i just enjoy the music or i just enjoy the visuals like avatar 2 is definitely a movie i just watched for how it looks yeah probably like the main reason and i haven't i i don't care for reading books too much like when i when i find a good book i'll i'll enjoy it or whatever but if you think about it that way as three facets of entertainment coming at you at once yeah. and you and pop-up like the the book facet the the writing yeah. behind everything that's very true I, I hadn't thought of that like for star wars the music and the visuals are definitely entertainment enough for me to make me want to watch them again and then for uh like certain star wars movies more than others like the prequels just the music and the the visuals for most of it until the third one i like the story of the first one because it's like oh no anakin no don't do it anakin oh don't get uh, me wrong I, I love the concept like the this the story could have been done better i think if someone would have said george 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 this is a bad idea yeah. if they wouldn't have looked at him like a little deity where he was like and then i know what we'll do we'll take the best cgi we have possible and we'll turn this into a cartoon. And everyone's like, yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Okay. All right. Make a cartoon, guys. Okay, we're going to make a cartoon. And that's what they did. And then it turned out like that. So I think that are was... You talking about, are you talking about the prequels or Clone Wars? Prequels, George, okay. with Jar Jar and, and some of the other yeah, little yeah. photos. Like, it just didn't the feel, actual it wasn't... cartoon they made turned out really really nice people talk about from what i understand yeah. i, I tried seen, to watch i saw it, a but... few episodes of season seven uh-huh. um i hear that at the beginning it's lame and then it gets great which is all i hear about any show ever which is the most <laughs> it dissuades me immediately yeah from wanting to see that's not the right word dissuades not dissuades yeah yeah you, you got it you knew dissuage <laughs> is you know words dissuage <laughs> What is dissuage? Dissuage is like talk somebody down from doing something. Yeah. Okay. So that's maybe not. No, not in this case. You dissuade. D i s s u a d e. That's what you were saying, right? Okay. So dissuage. Persuade not to take a particular course of action. So if someone tells you, "Hello," you should. Scott, I was thinking of the word. No, wait. I don't even want to say that word because it may not be real. Hold on. (laughs) Let me Google it. Uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> you making up words. <laughs> I was thinking. I, w- I was. I was thinking. 
This is a complicated, bear with me here. Ready? <laughs> so I said dissuade. <laughs> and I was trying to say dissuade <laughs> yes. from doing something. I, I like but it. The reason I paused <laughs> is because I thought dissuade was the word assuage, uh-huh. which means to make an unpleasant feeling less intense. Yeah. And I was oh. like, that would not assuage. And I thought dissuade was assuage. So I Googled dissuade and did not find the definition of a sage, which I expected to find. I found that dissuade does not exist. I found dissuade. And, and I was like, wait a minute, was I right? And then I realized that's a D, not an S or a G or whatever letter needs to be there to make that word spell that way. And, and now we are at present time. <laughs> that's okay. You know what? I misuse um, words too. It's all right. Uh, no more Star Wars talk. Star Wars, I say off limits. No more. Maybe someday we'll do a viewing of them or something. I don't know, but I feel like... Yeah, when they come out with episode 10. There's already enough of us. Us nerds. Right. Us, very true. whatever, doing, covering that stuff. You and I are just catching up on missed movies from and how late to the party are we to absolutely everything we're talking about like <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that that's important <laughs> i know it, i know it's, i just think it's really funny so that, fun. all right. we're just gonna watch a bunch of irrelevant media and talk about bringing you the coverage you need to hear in 2023 no yeah you make a great point this is gonna appeal to absolutely nobody (laughs) that's perfect it's like we're doing it in a vacuum (laughs) uh we're just learning how to talk that's all that's Uh, all that's fun dude that's super fun all right gladiator is amazing watch it if you can that's what i think to you people who are never gonna listen to this but uh yes our loyal viewers if you want to know our legion our <laughs> army if you want to know what we're going to watch next we're going to watch alien so you can watch it before and then you can watch it and then you can talk about it with us you know well, you'd be talking to yourself S- or actually S- you S- probably S- could talk with us because if you're watching this you're probably related to us yeah subscribe leave your comments this turn on, on your notifications only. i don't think spotify has any <laughs> Yeah, it does. Wait, no, you, you can, can, you like can it. follow. Yeah. yeah, you can follow. Dude. Oh, you can yeah. Like it. Drop <laughs> can, a follow. You never know, dude. We might get one. Drop drop your follows. And this, again, this uh, is sponsored by only one thing, the hashtag pay the boys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sponsored by Razor. Um, every, everything that true. we mentioned is true. a sponsor, actually. That's not true. None of that's true. Legally, we are owed 10%. <laughs> no, no. Not of true. all sales. Not true. Not true. <laughs> all these, these media are all corporations. Lies. <laughs> these are all lies. I'm not sure what sort of legal trouble this could get us into. No, we're, we, uh, we have nothing to do with Bluey. We have nothing to do with the Golden Knights. We have nothing to do with Razor. <laughs> this is... Sponsored by Dick Sporting Goods. I got this thing okay. that I threw like eight times. They're just going to imagine. Uh, oh. That's a great way to put a sponsorship in a video just like naturally playing with something oh yeah just be throwing this in like, oh yeah. this thing just like a 10% kid with off it's just my ADD code. it's just my ADD don't worry about it oh you know that was another thing that Mr. Beast talked about 
was yeah. how he did his... I don't know how he does his ads. I have not watched his videos, so I don't really know. So all he does is he lets the video keep happening. So an example is he's got his Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory video. Mm-hmm. Winner of these challenges keeps the whole thing and definitely sells it because nobody's keeping it open. It costs like a million dollars a week to maintain or something stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, they're going through the challenges. And then this challenge, you got to climb the wall with, with um, and get to the marshmallow on the top. And he's like, while they're doing that, let me tell you about um, Shopify, which was probably the actual sponsor. So Shopify, um, sponsor of this episode as well, along with the 19 other companies we mentioned. So he'll be saying, Shopify does this, this, and this. And like, oh my gosh, look how far he is up on the wall. When you get to do the blah, 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 oh my gosh, look, that guy, that guy fell off. And blah, 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 use the code in the link description. Oh my gosh, look at that. Oh, look, it's oh so close. And uh, so the way he does it is you oops. lose a part of the story if you don't watch the ad. Interesting. It's, yeah, is is usually, that's that's one example of how he does it. Sometimes they're the sponsor's more related to the actual content of the video. I can't think of a specific example. Um, mm-hmm. But another another one of his popular ones was his Squid Game video. Mm-hmm. And when they're on the the final, I don't know if it's the final, one of the challenges where they're like jumping across, one platform falls and one steady, and you have to guess which one it is all the way down the bridge. Mm-hmm. And so while that's happening, he's talking about the, the video game that sponsored him. So it's always during the story or sometimes it's a part of a story i think didn't he mention that that he works it into the actual content of the video yeah. and he also in said, a way that he's at the point where he won't work with a sponsor who doesn't let him just have yeah. artistic creativity if they're like this is your script you know then he's you like can, eh, sorry bro i can advertise can this better than ad. you know how i know exactly. youtube better than anyone on the planet i know youtube better than youtube knows itself yeah that's probably and there's that's like not what he's says, it's not far it's, off it's not far off exactly he knows what he's doing and those he ads does. where there's 40 seconds say the thing be done with the thing uh you can recognize those ads on youtube the second they start and sometimes i don't know if creators do this on purpose mm. but i know of channels where the microphone quality is different not always worse but you hear the first line and it's a different microphone that's using it so you know to skip that's at least i don't know if they do that on purpose uh, for the sake of the it doesn't make sense maybe because they don't care about the company they're like i got my payday i have to put this 40 second ad in here yeah. i might as well help my viewers be able to skip it fast and also youtube has this thing where it shows there's a peak most people click this spot of the video so an ad will start and then you just hover over the line and you'll see a peak 40 seconds later and you click on that and it gets you right to where the ad ends because everybody looks for where the ad ends and clicks there. Is that what that peak is? I thought it was an audio yes. peak. So that's no, a viewership that's... peak. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. See, you You'll know find, all like, these things. The, the funniest joke, uh, like if you watch a video. I see where... most replayed is often yes. down there. Yeah. yeah. You'll, the biggest peak, you'll hover over it and a little star will show up and it'll say most replayed. And I love how they cut up this stuff. Like, if you were to take this video and you cut it up, you'd be like Gladiator, James Cameron, Ridley Scott. Yes. Yeah. Back to Star Wars. Back to Star Wars again. Back to more Star Wars again. Oh, what a nightmare that would be to <laughs> categorize how we talk about it. It's like, we have more categories in our video than we do sponsorships, honestly. 
Well, that's not hard. If greater than zero, then close this loop and move on to the next Made thing. up sponsorships. That should have been clear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sponsorships greater, that I was lying through my teeth about. If less than zero. If less than zero, less than or equal to zero, close this loop, move on to the next thing. How many sponsorships? Uh, I, I'm not. But that's not the point. It was never the point, right? Of course, yeah. <clears throat> on that note, so we'll watch Alien, and then one thing we should improve. I think uh, I have an idea. We should actually upload our episodes has the last episode been uploaded did you do that i didn't no. do anything with it no i think one thing we should improve with this episode is making it <laughs> finishing the process let me stop recording i love okay. you man it's been good and I love uh, you scott i enjoy these chats quadrillions of oh yeah viewers and listeners do the things you need to do you know what you need to do we're not gonna force it okay bye